0: first, and you are on uh, Kentucky Politics Weekly. I'm your host, Trey Watson. Join, as always, all all, all three with full bellies, with, uh, joined by Abby Piper, Jared Smith.
1: <laughs> Trey made us lunch. It was really good.
2: Jimmy Cherry steak. Very good. Potatoes, asparagus, bread.
0: Throwback to the old days when, Abby, or when, uh, when uh, uh, Stephanie Seitzer and Tom Stevens used to come over and we would uh, eat large breakfasts and talk about the presidential debates back in 2000. <laughs> there you go. Uh so may pro- take, I may take a nap halfway through, though. Yeah. Pro- programming note for everyone. Uh, podcast next week will be taped on Thursday, and for all our listeners who are magistrates or commissioners, we're looking forward to you. This, this will be our second live podcast. Uh, first one was at Fancy Farm. We had the, the rousing crowd of Ryan Underwood. Uh,
2: uh, I thought the mayor, <laughs> oh, no, Representative Meredith. I thought he stopped by, but he may, maybe not. He may have
0: walked by and waved, but... <laughs> uh, and uh, but but we we will be doing the podcast live recording the podcast live during the luncheon at uh at the Kentucky Magistrate and Commissioners Association uh, spring meeting so this is spring, spring or winter meeting I don't even know
1: spring it's spring. M- March meeting whatever right so we're, we're in that tweener it's tweener, a it's it's a tweener. anyway a
0: looking for looking forward to doing it live uh, we're gonna have some people from from the association uh, on with us during the podcast but you know mostly it'll it'll be. Just kind of the regular show, uh, talking about the, the news of the week.
2: You think they'll <laughs> hu- you think they'll huckle
0: us?
1: I can only hope so. Yes.
0: That's
1: fine with me. I'm
0: sure David Livingston will, <laughs> yeah, at the very sorry. least. Um, all right. Let's talk about the news. Obviously, the big news, nuclear bomb size news in the Commonwealth this week is Mitch McConnell. Uh, very heartfelt speech where he showed emotion, which I think you know, a lot of, especially our liberal friends, be surprised that he has emotions. Uh, showed a lot of emotion mm-hmm. on the floor talking about his time in the Senate. Uh, it's announced that he's stepping down as Majority Leader, uh, effective. The, it, I mean, he's not stepping down technically; he's just not running for another term because he his his term is up when the new. When, I think the term ends basically when they have their caucus meeting post election in November. Mm-hmm. Uh, so his term will end. And
1: to be clear, his term as as, as leader. leader, yeah, right, not not, not, not. a
0: senator. Term as senator obviously still goes till twenty six, but I mean that's not far behind, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh,
0: here, I mean, I, I have to imagine he did not announce plans. I have to imagine he's not going to run again. But Nancy Pelosi stepped down as speaker, and is still there. I'm still running. So
1: he's an incredible guide. Um, if I guess the hope I have is that as he's there through twenty twenty six, that he can still be a guiding hand behind the scenes and help train up some folks, um, knowing that his exit is is near. Um, I I am honestly very afraid to see what happens without him. Um, but
0: there, there's a great, there's a great. Thank you for your service. I guess there's a great meme on Twitter that's like a, a dam with a bunch of water behind it. Yeah. And the the water says a lot of really bad shit, and the dam says Mitch McConnell. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, and I, I talked mm-hmm. to a reporter yesterday about kind of his lasting impact, and said, you know, and I know I've talked about this in the podcast before, but you. He has an innate ability that you can't teach. Mm -hmm. You're just going to be born with. He has an innate ability to know how far to let Rand Paul go, how far to let Josh Holly go, how far to let JD Vance go before he needs to yank back on a leash a little bit and get the caucus in line. And, you know, that's, that's, that's a feel that you have. It's not something that I don't think it's something you can teach. And, you know, it's so and much, despite
1: what you would say about his dealings with Trump, I think he tried to pull that leash back. He just, you know, Trump is not to be leashed. I mean, right?
0: it, it could have this. It could have been a lot worse. It's McC- true. McConnell. I mean, this is something that the Trumpists don't want to hear. McConnell, to a large degree, used Donald Trump. I mean, Donald Trump didn't get a lot of what Donald Trump really wanted. Mitch McConnell got a lot of what Mitch McConnell wanted in those that that period of time where they were working together. Um, he's someone who, as I've said a hundred times. He never loses a fight, hundred to nothing. He he knows he knows when to retreat. He mm-hmm. knows when when to take the high ground, you know, back up back out of this battle, so he's got the high ground for the next one. He knows how to squeeze water out of a rock when he has to. It,
2: it, he knows how to steal a Supreme Court seat.
0: <laughs> well, let me say this, rude. The <laughs> I, 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 all these people that are that have been talking about McConnell and, and the courts, I, they all forget. We really have to thank everybody needs to thank Harry Reid. Because if Harry Reid hadn't pulled the nuclear option with every other court except for the Supreme Court, and McConnell warned him the day that Reid did it, he said, "If you do this, it changes changes the process forever."
2: Hmm.
0: And McConnell warned him, and you know, McConnell, Harry, Harry Reid walked so McConnell could run. You know, it, 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 it was, you know, this this uh, the way the courts kind of fell during the Trump administration. All that, that all goes back to Harry Reid. So you know, it's, there's there's many. As much as Democrats want to blame McConnell for a lot of court-related stuff, Harry Reid's the real villain in that whole story.
1: I guess my question is why and why now, right?
0: Um, I think that especially the, the, with Ukraine funding, I, if there's one thing that, that I'll say about Mitch McConnell is he is a party person and, he's, and he is a caucus person. And he's going to do what's best for the caucus, and I think the, the the substantial fights we've had over the last several weeks, the last several months, over things like Ukraine funding, the border, um, the budget, Israel. I, I in his mind, he must have calculated that him being him staying on as leader would do more harm than good to the caucus. Hmm. And he's at the end of the day, he's he's going to do what's best for the caucus, and he's going to do what's, what's best for the Senate. You know, if, again, if Harry Reid hadn't have made that move with the lower courts, he never would have made it with, with the Supreme Court, taking away the filibuster, because Mitch McConnell is, uh, among all, above all things, an institutionalist, Yeah. and he, and he respects the, the U.S. Senate.
2: Oh, I'll give you that. He, he, his love for the Senate is obvious to everybody, and, you know, he was a powerful figure, very powerful figure, thorn in Democrat side for decades, and, uh, you know... We're gonna lose. Kentucky's gonna lose a little bit of uh, juju nationally for it. Um, so, I, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. I think McConnell basically sees what's coming. is like, "I'm out."
1: Yeah. Who's, who to replace him?
0: It's,
2: it's gonna be Corn. It'll it? be one
0: of the Johns, which I, I love. Josh. Somebody asked Josh Holly who he was supporting for majority leader. He said John. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's 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 Cornyn, it's Thune, and it's. Uh, I
2: thought Thune was done. No. Okay.
0: It's uh, Cornyn, Thune, and Brasso, or uh-huh. the. Yeah. Or, or the three, uh, so you know. But again, it's 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 easy to be the two, it's easy to be two. It's hard to be one. And even you know when McConnell moved up, McConnell was doing a lot of the dirty work, and Lot and Frist were were the, were the, were the forward facing. You know, when it was when it was Lot, you had Frist, and then McConnell. I think was was maybe Whip at the time, and and Frist was second in command. Um, and then Frist and McConnell was second in command, but they got to do the, the touchy feely stuff because McConnell was doing the dirty work. Mm-hmm. McConnell still doing was doing the dirty work as leader. I don't know that either of those three guys are capable of doing the dirty work, or, or and I don't know who in the caucus would be able to do it for them. Like you're going to have to somebody to do that job. And yeah. again, as we talked about before, well functioning caucuses have somebody who's willing to put, puff their chest out and take the incoming fire.
2: Right. And I, and I do believe that this year, the Senate, if it flips, I think it'll, I think it'll easily be 50 50. We lose West Virginia. There's no doubt about that. But I do think the red state Dems, like Tester, holds on. Um, who else is I there?
0: think Ohio's going to be tough. <laughs> they love, love Sherrod Brown. The they love really Sherrod cool, Brown man. up there, though. Yeah. The, poll, the polling would look mm, good for them. Then. Yeah.
2: But, so, but I do expect, basically, what I'm saying is whoever becomes leader will probably be majority leader yeah. of, the, of the U.S. Senate. I do fully expect Dems to take the House.
0: Yeah, I, I think it'll be. I don't believe it's ever happened in American history that in a midterm, a president, an incumbent president, has held on, but both chambers have have flipped into like the opposite, like the, oh, yeah. the, the direct, the directions that things will flow if Biden wins, and then everything in the House and Senate flip. Yeah, I don't think that's ever happened. Like that, that specific combination of events has never happened in, in U.S. history, which which will make things kind of interesting. But I, you know, the Senate.
2: I, and I mean, be, he'll be a leader, but he'll have like fifty-one
0: forty-nine. I mean, I, he won't have much. I really fear that the Senate is going to begin to look, to look a lot more like the House. Oh, great. Um, going,
1: yeah, I do, I do too. And I, I wonder, um, we've lost a lot of institutional knowledge in Congress recently, and, and this is another blow to that. Hold,
2: um, hold up. Ohio's watching J.D. Vance act like a jackass, and they're like, yes, I want more of that. It's, it's going red. <laughs> it's a red state. I, 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 I don't, I mean, I, I know it's red. I know it's red, but
1: Anyway, I mean, J.D. JD Vance is Senator an
2: embarrassment. Embarrassment to Yale, an embarrassment to authors.
1: <laughs> we, we know that. Okay. okay. We, know, we know you
2: feel that way. And
1: <laughs> Thank you, Senator McConnell, for all of your years it, of service. Keep up for the next couple of years. Um, it just...
0: And you know, I'll say this. Jonathan Martin has, has a great piece. I would recommend you go read it about McConnell in um, and, and, and Politico. And he makes a great point, which is that McConnell... His his entire Senate career is bookended with foreign policy positions that buck the base of the party. Mm-hmm. He uh, he voted to voted against the and campaigned against the when he first got to the Senate, yeah. and he's ending it with staunch, uh, un, un, unending support for Ukraine at the end. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and that's I, I tweeted that's one of the reasons I, I love politics. Is a I got involved in politics to start with because there's three ways you can do foreign you can do international relations, you can go through the state department and be a civil take the civil service test and do all that you can go through the military or you can be in politics and you can get appointed by somebody hopefully one day and end up you know doing that sort of stuff uh, and that's that's the more fun and the, and the easier route uh, international relations always has always been what I've really enjoyed uh, it's what my degrees in I did model OAS model UN in high school it's what I've always enjoyed and um, Mitch McConnell probably is the closest elected official to my personal stances on international relations. So, you know, that's, we're losing a spokesman for kind of that wing of the party and for that wing of of the country when it comes to American exceptionalism and the fact that we should be the vanguards of democracy and freedom globally.
1: Which brings me to an early book of the week, but if you haven't read it yet, the long game, is pretty good, Uh, pick it up. You'll enjoy it whether you're a Democrat, Republican, or otherwise. Um, and like all books like that, they're going to have a little bit of bias. But it is, a, it is a really interesting book, and you learn a lot about someone, uh, about Franklin McConnell I never knew um, as sort of a, a layperson. So.
0: I like the Jonathan Martin article, I think, called it a, a tell-nothing tell bio. <laughs> That's
1: exactly what it was. But you learn a lot about his upbringing, his family, um, you know, his devotion to the Senate specifically. Um, and it's a quick, easy read. So book of the week.
0: Uh, all right, let's move on from McConnell and let's move to Frankfurt. Uh, we had a bill filing deadline this week for House and Senate. House was Monday, Senate was Wednesday, Tuesday, right? Thursday. Yeah, okay. So anyway, we're uh, we're through bill filing. Anything of note you guys want to talk about that was filed?
1: So many things. F- Can we not file this many bills next year? Either. There's like 900 House bills,
0: and, and I'm going to put out a plea to listeners: if there's a if there's a, Interesting. Okay, funny. If there's a funny bill that you, that, that you think we're missing that, that does something, either oh, we're talking
2: in, like Kim Trails.
0: Either intentionally funny or unintentionally funny. Tag us on Twitter. Let us know. Uh, uh, I'm look, looking for the funny bills.
1: There's always a couple. Always a couple. I
0: mean, there's not there's nothing trying to buy trying to buy submarines to torpedo casino boats, but you know. <laughs> I think the big news standard. of the week is
1: there <laughs> is movement of bills that are already out there, like Senate Bill Two, the School Safety Bill, um, advanced out of the uh, Senate Education Committee. Probably uh soon to lift off of the Senate floor. Um Tishner's drag show bill is what it's being called, but it's really an adult oriented businesses bill, which it's not um, a
2: terrible bill. No, it, it's no, watered I actually, down. I this like bill, it. this the bill this session is much better than the one last I was,
1: session. I, I really like it, it. If you listen, this
0: bill is basically you can't build a foreign shop next to a school, which makes
1: sense. Yeah, yeah. So um that one passed with some controversy, but but again, I think it's a good bill. Um what am I missing, Jared?
2: Um, so IVF, maybe. IVF was filed, uh, Fleming, filed an exemptions to abortion, uh, rape and incest and clarified some of the, uh, the life of the mother or the basically a fem- uh, fetal anomaly or
1: medical necessity, medical necessity. Yes. Um, the IVF for those listeners who are not ingrained so much in politics, in vitro fertilization, Um, I know a lot of people, Republican or or Democrat, who have uh, used that to, um, you know, to to have children. And it was the only way they could have children. Um, Lots of conversations nationwide about limiting that from the far, far right. Um, Westerfield filed that bill uh, this week. I don't know if he will advance it or not, but that's what I think. I think
2: Cassie Chambers filed one as well. Uh, what what else happened? There, I mean, a lot of stuff happened. Well, uh, let's look at the funny stuff. Well, no. I, oh, uh, no, hold on, hold on <laughs> I got one. I got one. Uh, We got a little shot from the Senate to the governor's office. Uh, high number, very low numbered Senate bill. Jason Howell filed to take fish and wildlife away yes. <laughs> uh, from the governor's <laughs> office and put it to the commissioner of agriculture. So I'm sure that'll be a very I think there's, interesting. So I
0: think bill. There's also a bill filed in, in there to take away the governor's power to appoint the state uh, board of education.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. Of course, my favorite bill. Uh, our good friend David Thayer filed. Uh, obviously, finally listening to me and all of my pleading over the years, including my op-ed that I wrote last year filed a bill to drop campaign finance limits in the state of Kentucky, increase reporting—basically everything that I said in my hard leader op-ed last year. He's he's put into a bill and is, and is running. So thank you, David, for picking up the ball. So Trey, I threw it out there, and Damon's picking up and run for it, So I, 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 I can't wait for, for the,
2: right the phone call you're going <laughs> to get,
0: David. I can't wait for that one. He knows. It's
1: like <laughs> rationale because I'd never heard this, and it was really. Well, I was just
2: say, Trey. On the surface, this sounds like an absolutely horrible, terrible idea mm-hmm. that would only allow the richest people to dominate politics. Sell tell me on why it's a good idea.
0: It's a good idea in multiple reasons. First of all, in, this, this is in the podcast archives in multiple places, but we'll, 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 we'll run with it. Um, first of all, it flips the script on who has access to the most cash. Right now, super PACs, anonymous third-party groups, 527s, whatever, the outside dark money groups, they have access to the most money. The parties themselves have access to the second most, and the candidates have access to the least. This flips the script on that. Now, if you're given, if you can write, a, if you can give a candidate a check for a million dollars, why are you giving to a super PAC? Now you got something to hide. There's like, there's, 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 there, there's a tax you. Do can you allow
2: corporate that. donations?
0: Yes. The, 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 okay. Like what? Now I don't know. I don't. I haven't looked at Damon's bill enough to see if this allows corporate. Some states that have unlimited. Virginia. Uh, well, something Virginia allows corporate. I want to say Ohio maybe allows unlimited, but corporate can only give five thousand. Uh, there's there's so there's some states have a bifurcated system where individuals can give can max can give whatever, and then corporations have a have a have a cap on it. Um, but so that's number one is is it is it it basically recognizes, okay, we know whatever damn we put up. It's Pollyanna and I, I believe it's Pollyanna to believe that you're gonna do anything to stop money from coming into politics. If someone wants to spend the money to affect an election, they're going to do it. The money's going to find a way legally to, to filter out and get out and affect the election. So, why not accept that fact, accept the realities, and craft a law that funnels the money where we want it to go, which is to the candidates? Because that's who people, voters want to hear from the candidates. So, let's funnel the money to the candidates. Secondly, uh, if you look at the governor's election last year, Ryan Quarles had multiple donors, people like Wayne Hunt, that could have written him very large checks. He was capped. Kelly Kraft could write a $7 million, $8 million check to herself. She could spend unlimited funds. Hmm. Uh, Ryan just has the misfortune of not being wealthy. So this democratizes the campaigns a little bit more because if you're if you're if you're a hardworking candidate with a good idea and you've got a couple of backers, you can compete with a self-funder. It's hard. These campaigns have gotten expensive to run. Uh, And it's almost impossible to run, even for state house, even with the increase that we made to our limits. It's still very hard to run for office without being able to put a little bit of your your own money into a campaign. You're not both of them. Agreed. It's hard without being able to put at least some of your own skin in the game. This makes it so that if you're a a good candidate with a good idea, you're hardworking, and you can get some people behind you, you can compete with those people who Mm -hmm. may be able to put... Whether it's $10,000 or $50,000, of their own money or more into a state house or Senate campaign, you can compete with them now because you're not bound by these arbitrary limits that we put on donations. I think it makes campaigns more effective, makes them more democratic. It makes it more accountable because this bill also dramatically increases the number of reports you have to file to keep track of things. I, I, I have not. It's more read, accountable to the public without question. I, I've not read the full bill yet. Yeah. The way that Virginia works, which is what I like, uh, any donation over $10,000, regardless of when, the year you get it, has to be reported within 48 hours.
2: So that's like uh, on uh, F, uh, doing FEC reporting on 527s. Like if you get closer to the election, yeah. you have to report every 24, 48 hours. Yeah.
0: yeah. So um, the
1: question is: Even if you do that, do people stop giving to PACs as much, and do they give more? Hopefully, I mean, is that would happen. I mean, they will
0: still, they'll still give to PACs, like you know, no IEs. I think that's yeah, the IEs. They'll still give like wielder packs and stuff like that. I think that people will still give some to the I'm super PACs,
1: independent expenditures. You're yeah, right.
0: people yeah. will still still give some to super PACs and other groups like that, but not not nearly in the volume. Like you know, like, again, like okay. last year. The only reason that there was those those weird outside groups that existed to, to to back Cameron and Bashir, nobody that was involved in those groups were shy about their support for him. They would have get rid- just written in the check. They could have, but it was illegal for them to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in Virginia, there's sometimes there's there's an outside. I mean, there's usually an outside group of some sort that's that's it's not like they're, tr- they're not trying to hide stuff, but it's more of a coordinated campaign by. Mm-hmm the party and a couple of other entities that are that are working together on stuff. Um, but, you know, they don't – the groups in Virginia don't exist like they do here that are spending $30 million because you can just write that check to Glenn Youngkin and, and okay. you know, here we go.
1: You know what else Damon filed this week, though, is it sort of on the A-raises. other side? Oh, uh, hang on. I raises, got one,
2: yeah. one last thing. Okay. I definitely get to that. I'm for public financing.
1: <laughs> okay, great. Thanks.
0: And, well, again, I said before, <laughs> I've said <it> before, Republican <laughs> me hates hates public financing, Political consultant train loves public finance. So, <laughs> and, but
1: on the other side the, the of that, raises. The pay raises, which I think is a really, really good idea. Um, I've, agree. Com- I've been probably ostracized by the entire lobbying community for saying this repeatedly, but I really think we need a full time legislature. It will increase the quality, and it will allow people to actually really serve with their whole selves. Right. Um, increasing the pay is a great start. So his bill increasing the pay to depending on what level you're at, you know, somewhere between seventy thousand and uh, also puts housing.
0: in some pay some pay uh, disparities to pay levels for different committee chairs that are yeah. not currently in the law.
1: Yeah, the housing. Yeah, I mean stipends, that is a lot of legislators come from five six hours away. Having yeah. housing stipend is a big deal. Yeah, for they, that.
0: I mean, the,
2: the, the idea is you want the best, and the brightest, and the most diverse. Group of people to run for office, you, you want to remove and now, the
0: barriers, right? right. And
2: now right. you can only be independently wealthy or have a job like a lawyer or an insurance agent. We can take three months off, you know, or
0: you
1: can kind of do it from Frankfurt. Right? Yeah,
0: as someone who's who's, who's recruited candidates, yes, yeah, it's here. hard. It's hard to recruit people. Like yeah. the t- the time commitment, the strain that it gets put on your on your family. I, I mean, I I can say this when I was at the party. I talked more people out of running than I talked into running because I I always said. I'm never going to have a candidate come back and say this experience was not what it was sold to me as. Yeah, I, I you, can, you I, can't do that because
2: you're burned immediately. Yeah,
0: well, that, that was the that was one, and I told candidates that. I said, <laughs> I, said, I, said, I said, I said, specifically, I said, I don't want you to ever be able to come back to me and say that it, it wasn't it wasn't what you told me it would be. It was a different thing. It was it was bad. I didn't have a good time. I always I always told them you got to, you, you have to understand a very small percentage of people who ever dream of running for office actually file. An even smaller portion of that makes it the primary, and other parties not being the ballot, and a minuscule portion, percentage of that actually win an office. So you have to want you have to want to run, and you have to be open to enjoying the process of running for office to do it, because the chances of you being elected are is, is statistically small. So you need you need to have yourself in this mindset that I'm going to enjoy the experience of running. And if they go into it without understanding the strains it'll put on their professional life or their personal life, they're not going to enjoy it. And I think the more we can do to lower those barriers that prevent people from enjoying the experience, I think both these bills actually work together.
1: I do too. To encourage people to run for office. Yeah. And- Aside from the fact that, I mean, honestly, if you look at all the committee work, uh, if you really do your job fully as a legislator, it's a year-round job. It is it really.
2: There's is. zero. Di- it's not. You get paid part-time. It but is not a part-time
1: job. Well, I I mean, th- lobbyists th- don't get off for nine months, and neither do legislators. Well, so, and, and I mean, I think, it's a full-time. I job. think
0: there's a third bill that needs to be filed to go along with these two. We've talked about it in the podcast before, which is changing the staffing structure of the legislature. These people need to have – we need to put more money into staffing. They need to have their own they, LA. They need to have their own dedicated LA who not just – doesn't just – who, and I think you can actually get away with not making it a full-time legislator, legislature if they have a dedicated LA yeah. because right now, as we talked about before, these guys are sharing four and five people to, to, one, yeah. to one staffer. And you can't expect that staffer to completely keep their eye on the ball for all the different constituent requests that come in because they're dealing with five different people from five different parts of the state. And, and that's why nobody it's batted like an eye.
2: Yeah, and that's why nobody batted an eyelash when Josie Raymond and Kevin Bratz are like, I'm gonna go to Metro Council. Yeah. I get my own LA, I get paid more.
0: Yeah. And and, and you could prevent going full time, I think, or at least state, maybe stave it off longer. Uh, if, if you if they have individual LAs that that make a decent Decent wage that they're, they they can handle the constituent requests and stuff. That right now a legislator a legislator ha- basically has to manage all that themselves while doing their job at home, while taking care of their family, while doing the the, the actual work of being a legislator of writing laws. Yeah, yeah like
1: it, I I, I think, I'll honestly go a, sl- a step further. I think yes, each person should have their own LA. Um, but if you're gonna do that, I really think even if you split it between four or five people. Trey's just opening his second beer. Don't worry. There's nothing going on. So a um, on Dupont.
0: It's it's, <laughs> it's classy. It's it's a, it's a Belgian farmhouse.
1: Either for a suite or per person, depending on how robust you want to go. Every person needs a policy person. Every legislator needs some specific policy person. Not like I'm going to go to this drafter who only does it. I'm going to go to this person. Like they're all because the drafters is that's the other thing we've learned this session is like. We don't have enough drafters, and they're overworked. Especially especially, especially definitely.
0: with the change in bill filing. Yeah. yeah. because Bring back pre bills, please. Yeah. I, I,
1: because what we've learned is that removing pre bills does not preclude people from filing stupid bills. Mm-hmm. It has actually done nothing.
2: <laughs> it's made the dra- Except
1: make the drafters' lives really difficult.
0: Well, I, you know, again, we
1: could I, leave I, LRC and make three times as much, by the way. I think if
0: you want to make the Kentucky legislature run better, there's two options here. And I think... What we just talked about is probably the lesser of the two uh, of the two evils, which is increasing pay and staffing in the legislative process. Because the the, the other option is a full time legislature. I think you you've got to – one of those two is the way to go.
1: And if you are going to end up professionally, you know, making a full time professional legislature, it would be smart to go ahead and staff up now. So yeah. Even, yeah, regardless, but it's a good. I
2: am saying you got to fix pay first, though, and I think that yeah. that's what's going on here.
0: Yeah. Um. All right. Uh. Uh. Blah, blah, blah. Let's see here. Um, Jared, Lindsay Titchener and Josh Cataway can pull my porn from my cold, dead, cramped hands.
2: Ugh. <laughs> I'm out. I thought you were talking about the uh, where you get to recite random passages at school board meetings because I'm gonna start doing Shakespeare and Solar we that
0: last week, didn't we?
2: Well, no, but the bill's moving. <laughs> So, I'm going to do a St. Christmas Day speech from Henry V. We I think should, I said that last week,
0: we but I'm going to continue it. We should think it. of some random books to appeal to have removed just so we can go and read from them.
1: If this Ooh. passes, I will do that. I will not do it to Fayette County schools because I like them and I represent them, but...
0: But anyway... No, Jessamyn County
2: Board of Education. Right, Our yes friend Stephen Scrivener. Expect me to do Shakespeare. I'll Matt Lockett
0: with us. You're <laughs> but so, the, so, there's, there's multiple, a couple different states that had this already, um, and... If you go to the websites uh, of of these these porn sites and you're in, I think Louisiana, Virginia. Oh, you're talking
2: about the age verification for? Yeah, if you go go to
0: websites, it's like we see you're in Virginia. Sorry, we don't operate there anymore. Like we've got your IP address blocked, and like and and give you a number to the legislature to call to complain about it. Here's the problem with this. All right, it's so, so in in theory, in theory, <laughs> Abby's
2: going to be against whatever you say.
0: It's th- not going <laughs> to work. No, you, in, uh, in theory, it's it's a good idea to have some sort of age verification to stop kids from being able to access online porn. Here's the bad part about it. Jimmy, these porn sites are run by like Russian mob people, and, like people in Eastern Europe and shit. So you want People, I cannot. I cannot speak intelligently. Do you
2: know about how many it?
1: people use VPNs and can look like they're coming from Canada? No,
2: but the ga- but mean, the, the gaming not. people figured out how to be yeah. VPNs. The the online gaming they figured out how to be. But VPNs. Do you think
1: every porn site's going to use that technology? Be like, oh, we got to make sure people no, buy less they, of our product. They don't
0: want to because they want to steal your information. They want you to sign up with your, <laughs> your freaking an age verified because they want to steal your identity and sell it on the black market. Like, dude this this is a this is an identity theft risk that we're exposing people to. It's
1: stupid. Is this the, the point in time where we shift over to Karen Berg?
0: Be a better parent. Like, that's the that's the end answer here. Be a better parent be, and be more mindful of what your kid's looking at online. But, <laughs> yeah, now let's talk about Karen Berg. So print magazines are coming back. Is that what uh, you're look, saying?
1: It's completely <laughs> unenforceable. It will not work. Whatever.
0: But, well, but the, the, the sites take it upon themselves to enforce it and harass sure the they legislature. Do. I'm sure they do. Um, let's talk about Karen Berg. Karen Berg, uh, there was a hearing this week about a bill going through the legislature that has to deal with banning child sex dolls that are, that that look like and you know, represent youth, children.
1: Child sex dolls.
0: Yeah, child sex dolls. So, all right. Karen Berg's a, a physician. She's a healer. She's a, the medical arts.
1: She's a radiologist, right? Um,
0: yes, she reads yeah. sex Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. I understand that there may be some minimal therapeutic value to a child sex doll when it comes to treating. Like, I don't agree. Uh, I don't agree, uh, but but she, she cited, she cited some studies. What I love was, I know what she was trying well, to do, well, but it, it didn't come out well, of her well, mouth. She said like there, there, there is minimal research. It's not comprehensive, but then she also said, but the, but the research shows the research is comprehensive. So like, she she said it well, both that, way, that's
1: Karen. But you know. but she
0: but so she was citing a study that basically said like that that, that access to these dolls did reduce uh um, urges and and, and and actual child abuse it did from did not reduce
1: urges. They reduced the well, yeah, amount yeah, of children you, yeah, who it, actually it, get yeah, molested. It, yes. Because they're molesting fake children. You can say like, alright, well, vaping reduced tobacco use, yeah. but they're still fucking vaping. Like, yes. It's, oh, so, but yeah, so,
0: so Karen Berg, if you haven't seen it, she went out and gave a speech basically saying that she was against banning child sex dolls because there might be some therapeutic value. <sighs> so, okay.
1: Don't like, ever say therapeutic again with that.
0: Like, Fuck. like, it Again, yeah. like as 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 a medical professional, I understand sometimes you have to take off like you have to take off a lot of hats and view it from medical. Field. I understand like looking at it from that viewpoint, you might be able to. I don't agree with it, and even she said the studies are inconclusive. But then she said they're conclusive, which was confusing. But like uh, I understand how how as a physician or as a psychiatrist or a psychologist, you, you might you might be able to get there. No,
1: where's that bill but, on libido but, suppression well, when we she, need it?
0: She's she's also an elected official. And I can tell you this, I don't know medicine, I do know politics, and I do know elected officials, and this is a really shitty speech to give when you're an elected official in the, in the, the looks on the faces of everyone in the room <laughs> while she's giving this speech. Whitney Westerfield, Gerald Neal, the <laughs> staff, they're like, oh, shit.
2: <laughs> again, again, I know what she was trying to get to, she did not get there.
0: <laughs> like, being pro-child sex doll is just not some place you need to be.
1: It's just it's just not. You know, I just can't I can't with the whole thing. Reminds me of that I anchorman. I can't believe that see, they even exist. I
2: can't believe they exist either. That's insane. Uh, reminds mm-hmm. me of that anchor Maybe maybe, Champ, maybe we should just stop talking. Maybe
0: we should sit this one out. Champ. <laughs> sit this one out, Champ. <laughs> uh, yeah, not uh, not great. <laughs> um let's see here. anything else legislatively we need to talk about?
1: Um, the only thing I'll bring up is that there was a bill out of committee this week on baby Olivia video. Ugh. Um it's a. It was put through the health committee, which is curious. so. What, what is it? Is, I, I don't know anything about. It. Yeah. So so uh, the bill is House Bill three forty six. I believe Nancy Tate might be the sponsor, and, um, no, and no, I think no. Emily Calloway presented alongside of her. Um, the chairwoman in support, and and obviously the committee it passed fourteen to four. But um, House Bill three forty six. First of all, it's odd to me that went through the health committee um, because it is actually an education bill. It is a requirement for K twelve education um providers at a certain age to provide the uh a very specific set of credentials three. for a video on the development of a fetus and so it has to be like high definition it's very specifically written three minutes um three minutes it's very specifically written to um, lend itself to the um live nation uh baby Olivia baby Olivia video which, which is, c- frankly probably Why, wait,
0: live nation like the People that run the concerts?
2: No, the yeah. anti-abortion group.
1: Anti-abortion group. Um, I hate both and, equally. And <laughs> Fair. He does. Um, um, so
2: the problem is, the very first word, is, the very first sentence is, life begins at conception, which is not scientifically accurate. Uh, and this is public dollars. This is public dollars being spent to promote propaganda. Abby, take it away.
1: So um, a couple of issues here. Um, now, there, the question was asked in committee: Why is this going through health and not education? And um, the sponsor said very clearly that is because they really want this to be scientifically focused and and healthcare medical uh, professional focused.
2: They checked with the KMA, right?
1: They did not. They, they checked did, with ACOG, right? They, the OBGYNs. No, they did not no. check the school districts either. Oh, okay. Um, so none of those groups were gonna no medical professionals or um, educators were consulted in the development of this bill. Um, they viewed the uh, they, they they played the three minute video, and um, the act is to be called the Baby Olivia Act. So it's very clear that the legislative intent is that public schools would air this video. Now there's a couple issues with that. Pragmatically, from my perspective as an education policy professional, uh, it's really too prescriptive, and the role of assigning curriculum is a local control issue, that the, the authority for that lies with the local board of education and the school district. Um, so in some respects, it's a little too narrow for that. The other thing I'll say is um, it's going to be outdated here soon because, it, like, we're saying, all right, it's got to be three minutes, high-definition video with, um, I believe the language is, um, oh, what is it, Jared? Like Pixar, like animated yeah. visual something.
2: Why don't, why don't you just get to the...
1: So- Actual
2: scientific inaccuracies right, so of this the, video. So
1: that's a problem as well. But if you take all that and you set it aside, the real problem is that the actual video is medically and scientifically inaccurate, um, and it's not just things like life begins at fertilization, which I think folks could argue about. All the doctors do not. Um, I mean,
0: that's a that's a theological. Issue. right right right
1: but it says like heartbeat at six weeks the embryo doesn't have a full heart at six weeks so there's no heartbeat at six weeks and this is from medical journals that i'm pulling from i have about 15 things i won't read through them all um but these things are not scientific scientifically accurate fetuses don't hiccup at seven weeks um you know there's a lot and i'll put it all out there at some point in the do, letter, the, do
2: but, the voice box one.
1: um oh that the voice that people can uh, let me find that one hold on
2: Basically, this this video makes a lot of claims that are scientifically not remotely correct. And they want to use public tax dollars to push this out to public school kids.
1: Speaking movements can be seen and voice box develops at 18 weeks. Uh, And I'm not a doctor, I will say that. But I represent doctors and the doctors did not support this and the educators did not support this. So it's a really concerning bill for me. And I I am in no way a person that thinks um, that abortion is something that everyone should just be out there doing um if i ever became pregnant i would not have an abortion um but this is an educational bill and it shouldn't have gone through health and it shouldn't be medically inaccurate if we're going to force districts to essentially and they said you can use any any video but this it's is the only but it's, it's very specific it's very specific specific specification. so someone's gonna have to I mean are we gonna have to have the OBGYNs at the national level create their own video that's actually medically accurate I mean what's
0: what's wrong with the old miracle of life you did that we had to watch yeah, when, we, the we, yeah where the baby comes student, out with like, the hair like, oh, oh. Like,
1: what's, what's wrong with that the other issue I have with this just to be <laughs> perfectly frank and it's a little bit um, old man on my lawn get off my lawn oh thing, Trey's
0: got one coming up though
1: is yeah. um, this is the job the parents should be doing and I don't understand like
0: like keeping your kids away from porn
1: yeah and so as we, the thing that drives me Which crazy. Which leads to, never
0: no, <laughs> The thing that drives me crazy. No, actually, it does not
1: lead to it. It's very specifically. <laughs> gross.
0: <laughs>
1: gross. gross.
2: Mom, <laughs> Abby just <laughs> reprimanded both of us.
1: The thing that drives me crazy is that we spend so much time right now talking about parental rights. Parental rights, we're taking away. All these parental rights have been taken away. We've got to give them back to the parents. And yet, parents are not teaching their kids at home how to behave. They're not teaching their kids at home how to, um, but like, what sex ed even is. Like, how does conception begin? All of these things should be happening in the home. And we're having to do it in schools. And now we're legislating that it has to happen in schools. And we're using propaganda to do it.
2: So here, I mean, first of all, it's, it's a bad bill. And Abby's had conversations with the sponsors and the chairwoman.
1: And I try to be respectful, and they disagree with me heartily. And I understand that.
2: But... It's a shall, it's not a may, and it's an opt out, not an opt in. And it's just, it's propaganda being using taxpayer dollars to push propaganda through public schools. It's wrong on all three accounts.
1: I, it's not third to me whether it's an opt out or opt in. I can read it both ways, either way, but that's neither here nor there.
0: All right. Uh, I guess one thing we need to talk about is Ken Filming did file a bill on the same topic. He did file a bill to put some of the exceptions.
1: Rape and,
0: uh, rape,
2: and rape and incest. Rape and incest, and then it laid out specific medical uh, anomalies yeah. with fetuses, including the what is it? The
1: um, ectopic. Thank you, ectopic. pregnancy. Yeah. Yeah. Which was, pretty, big deal.
0: Was, was a pretty. Was a pretty. I mean, it was a pretty broad medical exception. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think the, well, the one is the rape exception. Six weeks is probably way too. It's way too early. Yeah. It's way
1: too. I mean, there are a lot of women who don't know they're pregnant until. Yeah.
0: I mean that that that, 12, that probably needs to be six, widened, but weeks. but I think it's encouraging to see. You know that Fleming filed that he's somebody who has their leadership, well respected in the house. Yeah. Uh, you know, so the fact that, that there's something there to, and could potentially move. I mean, obviously the David Yates thing. Y'all know my feelings on yeah, that one. That was that was a, that was political stunt.
1: But this lines with uh, how Fleming's district voted on yeah. the constitutional amendment. So he's he's speaking for his constituents, and I think that's he's a also smart. Got a move. The other thing. Well, um, yeah, but
0: they also
2: they also voted against the same bill two two sessions ago to provide exceptions for rape and incest. No. So sure, there, There's, there's some people saying this might just be a stunt. I saying, hope it's not a not stunt. I hope pass, it's real. But, but guess what? Okay. It's got
0: to be filed to pass. So. That's fair. Um, and, and, it's, and again, it's less toxic than We're go.
1: playing a game where we see how many times Jared can interrupt me this time. Me? It was yeah. Trey that was, time. No, it was actually you. So... <laughs> um, the other thing that's really good about this bill is that it has um, the ectopic pregnancy provision. For those of you who don't know, those are pregnancies, or those are, it's when fertilization occurs outside of the womb and it's it's an abnormality, but it's more and more common. Yeah. That, that fertilized egg is never going to survive. There's never been a chance when they survive, so it, it's going to be an instance where you really put the life of the mother at risk and um, so that was a very, very, very important inclusion, because some of the drugs that are used for um, for abortion-inducing um, you know, purposes that can also not be used for abortion-inducing can help with ectopic prison pregnancies. So, very important, Bill. Thank you, Representative Fleming. I think it's a, a great idea. Honestly, I don't think it'll pass, but I think it's a great idea. And
0: honestly, you can't be pro-family if you're willing to risk yes. a mother of multiple children uh, dying because yes. she happens to be pregnant.
1: Babies need like, mamas.
2: Can you be pro-life and be against IVF? Because IVF literally creates life. No,
0: I don't think any. Okay, thank. You.
1: Well, uh, we'll, get, well,
0: we'll get we'll get to out. we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> um, let's here. other other Kentucky-based news. Uh, there's a lawsuit filed this week by. Uh, it has no chance at going anywhere. It's a national lawsuit, right? Yeah, well, they, I noticed that they, they, they filed it. In like it's the same guys that filed it, in like four or five different states. But you know, they, you got to find an in-state plaintiff. So they found a couple parents in Louisville who are suing uh, 120 strong, I believe. Nema Brewer specifically, specifically Nema Brewer uh, for uh, like mental anguish and and costs involved with child care costs. Yeah, child care costs for basically the entire state of Kentucky for the sick-outs. The t- mm-hmm. Well, not they weren't sick-outs. they were just
1: They're school cancellations.
0: Sick-outs. They definitely won the strike. I
2: believe some false affidavits are in there too.
0: Yeah, but, but but basically saying that this was a strike, but they're not allowed to strike. They lied. They lied about affidavits and different different things, and so suing the 120 strong movement. I doubt it will go anywhere, but it'll be fun to watch.
1: I'm delighted by this because
2: ooh, discovery would be fun. The,
1: well, first of all, I read the entire um, oh, what's it called the
2: lawsuit. The lawsuit.
1: Lo- I have read the lawsuit. Thank you. It <laughs> is. See, when I ask for your opinion, you can speak. <laughs> uh, wow. No, it's actually super fascinating. That's <laughs> here we go. Well, <laughs> Two
0: glasses but, in. Woo, buckle up, people. I am
1: not too. This is, I'm You're nearing. Too, right? I'm nearing. To people. be buckle
0: fair, it was, it was a-
1: Also, it's, it's the it's a Laura Watson.
0: Watson, It's a Laura Watson glass, so it's bigger than normal. Yes.
1: Well. <laughs> okay, fair. Um, it's
2: session. Anything,
1: no. Everything's allowed. <laughs> I read the whole lawsuit. It's fascinating. And actually, what's really interesting to me about it is it sets a very important precedent. Um, and it has the quote from Bevan in there that says, I would not do this. It is illegal in the state of Kentucky um, to to strike. And the messages she that they have captured from her social media, from text messages, from other things, very clearly encouraging people to lie on an affidavit to their school that they are sick when they are not and learning to game the system. Um, the only other reason I'm happy about this is, quite frankly, because um, what? What? Because uh, Nima Brewer accosted one of my clients in the Capitol one day, um, who she had done nothing wrong, sweetest person ever, um, has done a lot of incredible work for the state of education. And I guess Nima felt like she wasn't um, invited to the table, even though her people were. So anyway... um, don't be a jerk to legislators and don't cause schools to close because it's never going to work out well.
2: The interesting part is if from a legal standpoint, you know, I'm the only one here that actually went to law school even though I did not finish uh, <laughs> encouraging people to lie on an affidavit, which is a very legal <laughs> form. Is could have could be could cause problems. Yes, that is not legal advice. <laughs> I am not licensed to practice law in the state of Kentucky
0: <laughs> or anywhere else. Or anywhere else. <laughs> uh, let's see. Here. Other uh, other le- legislative <laughs> legislative adjacent stories. Repressively uh, sat in northern Kentucky earlier this week. Uh, Steve Doan, who promised he was going to drain the swamp and not be beholden to special interests and donors, uh, skipped a bunch of votes to attend fundraisers with special interests and donors. So. That's kind of interesting. Um, I'm shocked. First time that's ever happened in the history woo! of politics. Well, but when you campaign saying specifically, I'm not going to do it, you know, it becomes a, a campaign issue. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Jared, mm-hmm. apparently, yep. I, here's the thing, man. If you're going to be a neo-Nazi, have some pride in your beliefs. But Take the clan the didn't. Take the mask off.
2: Oh, okay.
0: Uh, there was a a, a a neo-Nazi march in Paducah uh, last weekend where they they were a all...
2: bunch of, what twenty incels yeah, got like, together and just walked around.
0: Yeah, pretty much, and they, they, they all wore masks. Losers. So, so, yeah, my one message to you: if you're if you're going to be an incel neo-Nazi, take the mask off. Let, let America know who you are. Like be pr- be proud of your beliefs. I'm dude. I, I do a podcast every every week. I'm on this podcast. I'm on Twitter. Guess what? I don't. I, I'm not like. You know Kentucky conservative patriot 47. I'm Trey Watson. <laughs> I'm Trey Watson on Twitter. I put my name behind every, every, everything that I do. Oh,
2: I don't know if Olivia Krauth listens, but she found out the real identity is of one of her number one trolls on Twitter and she's teased releasing it. I saw that Olivia oh. release it, release Please it. The, release people, the people want to know.
0: The people want to know.
1: Yeah, they do. I will mean, send her this podcast so she'll listen. I mean, me. I
0: used to use a lot of troll accounts, I don't even work. You know why? Because I don't work. For, I, I, there's no the only reason I ever use troll accounts is because. When I would, what I wanted to say, the really snarky stuff. There was a client, a candidate, a you know, a, a, an employer that would have been upset or mad or hurt by something that I might have said. I don't have that fear anymore. Everything, everything put out to me. So like, if you're gonna, if you're not, if you're not so proud of your beliefs that you can't freaking have a mark be in a march without a masculine, you're a pussy. Go home. Go go, go, go back to your mom's Just following basement.
1: Following the tradition, man. Go back to your mom.
0: <laughs> go back to your mom's basement. Uh, speaking of protests, there was a protest this week at UK. During a uh, that was Talking Points USA speaker, which uh, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but yeah, but they were talking about this, but they were talking, but, yeah, but, talk- but, talk- yeah. but they were talking about once proud
2: conservative institutions have lost their well, ever loving Talkin minds.
0: Talking Points is never a proud conservative institution. It was, it was always Charlie Kirk. <laughs> but, but they were, but they're, but they were there talking to a group of Jewish students and Jewish activists on UK's campus about uh, Israel and about the the, the Israeli conflict. And uh, our, our our good friend Rabbi Livkin was there, and they basically the room was surrounded by uh, pro Hamas <laughs> protesters. They were like banging on the windows, trying to take pictures inside the room through closed blinds. At one point, they pulled the fire alarm to try to empty the room. The UK police. We call
2: uh, that a Cory Bush, right? Uh,
0: no, yeah, the Jamal Bowen.
2: Oh, Jamal and, Bowen, my uh, Sorry, Corey. Sorry.
0: Fa- Sorry. Thankfully, uh, UK UK campus police. Uh, did, looked like they did. They did a wonderful job of keeping the uh, Jewish students safe, uh, and uh, used the fire alarm as an excuse to get a lot of the protesters out of there. Although they still waited around the grounds to harass the, the students and, and the attendees as they left. Uh, but you know, just goes to show that these things. Don't don't think that this stuff is just happening at like you know Stanford or Cal Berkeley or or Columbia or you know New York City or, or the like. This is happening on UK's campus on Louisville's campus.
1: Uh, well, um, as it did during uh, during the '60s and '70s on college campuses. I mean, it's, yeah. it's part of it's, I, uh, it's a place where people can disagree.
2: Newsflash just came across the wire um, where the U.S. is going to start dropping uh, food supplies in Gaza. Good. So
0: Yeah, but, um, I'm sure there was a big shooting yesterday. Still
2: that, that, that video is compl- tough to watch, even though it's in to
0: what, gray, black, and gray. But Completing reports as to what caused it, what the impetus...
2: Again, we go back is. to our statement, Hamas deserves to be wiped off the map, yeah. and women and children in Palestine deserve not to be starved to death.
0: Yes. Um, before we get to national issues, I want to I go hyper-local. Uh-oh! I, I have a very specific complaint... That I, I want to put out for anybody who has connections to uh, LFUCG, the uh, roads, roads construction program. Oh, okay. Uh, well, just the city government in general. E- yeah, so,
1: easy, easy So, Easy. So,
0: I got two kids. Let them
1: go.
0: They go to school. School's literally a mile apart from each other. Julius Marks, Tate's Creek. You go out on Pepper Peppermill, take 10 way down. And under normal circumstances, you turn on the center parkway and, and or I forget what the little cut through road is, but then you turn on center parkway and, and you're right. It's, 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 it's needs to drive. It's like literally three minutes. Well, in October, they started construction and this is part, this is part of the like $700 million EPA settlement. Uh, uh, for, for for the wastewater issues that we had here, that that unfortunately ended in the death of two UK students getting sucked underneath the road. Because, or, or, yeah,
2: we're under a consent decree from the EPA for right. uh, two very attractive sorority girls got drowned outside by uh, Why is it off alumni. Attractive?
0: No, no, uh, the- you said we watch stateline all the time. They're pretty, uh, they're pretty white girls. We know the government only acts on pretty white girl dots.
1: Jerry came in the office this morning and told... Uh, Absolutely
0: not. What it, are you doing?
1: And he told the entire office that he had a dream last night that he went to a wedding in Dubai with his college girlfriend, who, by the way, is not me. So... <laughs> <laughs> he's already on super thin ice.
0: But So anyway... Oh,
1: but I looked her up on Facebook. She's fat and ugly now, so it's fine.
0: So, oh, my God. So anyway, they, they, started, they, they started construction putting new... Uh, sewer and, and uh, rainwater drainage pipes underneath the road. Okay, so that's that shut down the easy way. So I gotta like, you gotta like root around. It's, it's it's like an extra two or three minutes. Now it's announced they're shutting down Chinway at the New Circle Underpass, which means now I'm gonna have to like drop one kid off, go all the way out to Tate's Creek Road, Tate's Creek, Creek up, and it's unclear to me if they're gonna, if they're keeping, if they're shutting down the whole road, which means I wouldn't be able to turn on Gainesway and go up. Or if I'm gonna have to go all the way up to Armstrong Mill, it's gonna add. It's it's gonna become a 20 minute drive to go less than a mile to drop from drop one kid off the other. I'm gonna risk the, the older kid being late to school, being tardy because they can't afford to leave early. What what? I can't, No, they can't. I can't drop them off earlier. We we, we wait in the line for him, for it to open up drop off because you can't drop off for seven fifteen. Maybe 7:15. put your
1: kid on the bus like everybody else. Trey.
0: Well, I got one. I got I've got one in GTAP, So one's gotta we gotta we gotta drive anyways. And I'm a good. What's uh, tap? Uh, the the in tap is broken that he's at a magnet Do they school. not provide transpo? They do, but it would have to be. It's a whole. It's a whole thing.
1: Okay, so. Let's, Trey, that's
0: a whole thing, Abby. It's did, a whole again, thing. Abby, point, let Abby. The, the let the Trey. Point, Rank. The point here is, it is a mile. <laughs> I shouldn't have to worry about it. It's a freak, and why can't you do this construction? It is the largest education complex. In Fayette County, probably one of the biggest in the state. Right, what's, you have, you what's the name of it? I'm well, Googling well you, you have you have you have all three H
1: Creek Camps. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. It's probably one of the biggest edu- uh, uh, education complexes, public school wise, yeah, in the yeah, entire that's state. True. That's true. Why are you doing all this construction during the school year? You have all these kids trying to get there, all these parents trying to get their kids to school. You're going to do this construction during the damn school year? You couldn't do it during the summer? At least started. They didn't start it till October. They could have started this shit like May, and it could be done. Why didn't you do the bulk of this work during the summer when you didn't have this massive group of kids running into to school? It's. It, it, you should see how red Trey's face is. It's amazing. <laughs> we, we need we need a czar of common sense to help oversee government and say um, starting this in October is probably not a good idea. Why don't, why don't we like wait and start this in like late May? Like that's probably the way to go here, right? Like. Why did they start it in October? It, it just—it makes no fucking sense. It's terrible, and I, it's, uh.
1: you know what I love about this <laughs> is that um, when I was first dating Jared and I was living in Louisville and I would drive to Lexington to see him, and every time I would like I could get to Lexington from Louisville faster than I could get from Lexington's like county line Fayette County line to his house. Because the traffic here is so bad. And the idea that it's going to get worse is honestly well, that's, astonishing that's to me. It, this is
0: not just going to annoy it me. It not be any worse.
1: It's going to annoy anybody
0: who has to take <laughs> Tate's Creek into, into town. Because all these people that would normally go that way to get... The, everybody going to Tate's Creek, that whole compost is going to have to reroute, and Which means that you have... You have Why a can't winter- you take on strong Mildo Center? What's
2: that? Why can't you take Armstrong Middle School well, that, Park? That, that's what I'm going to have to do. What's nor- no- Normally,
0: it, it's... Uh, what? Julius Marks. Julius Marks. Julius. But no, normally, just you you go straight up Chinolea, and you're there. That's true. I'm going to have to go... Instead of instead of taking a straight route, I'm going to go all the way up to Tate's Creek. Okay. I got a solution. I got a solution.
1: Helicopter. Take, no, take oh. all these fucking Lego things that have wings on them. <laughs> attach them to his high powered drone, attach it to your child, and send him on his way. <laughs> I like that. That's if a good you're idea. Not smart kiddos. They make it.
2: Problem solving, Abby. Good there job. Yeah.
0: Good all job. right. This let's, is
2: why I'm not a real. Uh, traffic engineers at UCG. I hope you don't listen to that
1: rant. Yeah. Uh, let's talk <laughs>
0: national news. Uh, Scott said a couple of hearings this week. Uh, one on social media that was interesting, basically, any legislators that's listening to it don't get bright ideas about limiting uh, free speech on social media because, oh, it turns out the First Amendment protects the gov- protects citizens from the government, not citizens from private corporations. Uh, I always have to tell people that when
2: they get mad because they say somebody was canceled. And I'm like, First Amendment only protects them from the government, not from the person that pays them.
0: Yeah, we can have conversations about whether, whether or not there's going to be some point where the internet and social media specifically... Are considered public utilities or public goods like we consider the airwaves, but we're not there. We're not there and yet. So for right now, uh, yeah, the, you you have no complaint, and the government has no ability to to tell Twitter that anybody, Twitter, or Facebook, they can kick anybody, they they, they can kick you off because they don't like the way your face looks. Correct. Twitter, it's, it's, the social
2: yeah. media companies can uh, police their own. They, they,
0: they can be like we're, we are. We are an attractive people only social media company. If you're if you're an ugly, you can't be on it. That's legal.
2: Correct.
1: Yeah, it's a private company. Yeah.
2: You don't have to be on Twitter. (laughs) It's not a it's not a right right to be on enshrined in the Constitution for you to be on Twitter. Yes. Um Uh, I have a funny fundraising story if you want that. Or you want to do finish this. Let's do the
0: rest of the then we'll get to that. Um uh Scotus is gonna hear the Trump immunity case, which pushes pushes that date back a little bit. Uh they're also having final uh final testimony in the Fannie Willis uh fiasco down. So uh,
2: Black people don't trust banks. They don't trust the government. It's not uncommon.
1: It's a pretty sweeping statement, but it's
2: not uncommon for successful black people to hoard cash. So to try to say that she's being paid off because she has large amounts of cash around is a ridiculous argument of it. And they should know better in Atlanta, but whatever.
1: Well, I Also, mean, I know a lot of people in eastern Kentucky who do not trust banks. Exact
2: same thing. Yep, correct. keep a correct. lot of money on the I would say this,
0: though. She, her testimony, I, I, I was watching the scene this morning, and they had a lawyer down there in Atlanta talking, and he said, yeah, uh, it's probably gotten worse for her, be- with, like her testifying, because her testimony did not help any. Because she was, <laughs> she was evasive. She basically agreed with most of what they said. Like, yeah, we we were trying to cover up the fact that we. Didn't, like-
2: so serious question: uh, Two prosecutors having an, an affair. Why is that? That, why I, is that grounds for dismissal?
0: Is, never, what, is my question. I've never been able to. No, it, well, it's grounds for dismissal of her. I don't know. I guess. I guess. Why? Well, I guess so. The re, the reason is why her, and not him. Well, she, and he was the one that was married, she, not her. She she is an elected prosecutor.
1: Uh huh.
0: He was is not an elected official who was brought on as a special investigator. So I guess the theory is he a subordinate. Because then no, I could probably no, understand. No, but I, I think okay. the the theory is is that would he. Would he have brought the charges that she wanted brought? Okay, I got you. Had got they you. not been sleeping together? Thank you. I haven't. Nobody's put that together for me. Okay. Ugh. I I, I think it's still a stretch, but you got to remember the, the Trump the Trump the time tested Trump legal move.
2: Delay, delay, delay,
0: delay, delay, delay. It, it, it there's there's a uh, there's a the whole longer episode. It's all about bur- burying your. Uh, the uh, the the attorneys for the defendant bearing the prosecution prosecution
1: in
2: in, uh, in filings. Yeah, it's also in, like every John Grisham novel. Yes, yeah.
1: I don't understand. Like, who did who did something illegal? I don't think people should have affairs out of wedlock. Don't think that, but that's not illegal. Like, what what's the problem? Why that are we you even would, listening to this?
2: That you would trump up charges that your lover would want you to do.
1: Yeah.
0: That would would like. I guess their, their their theory, at least the accusation they're making, is that she want, for, to further her political career, she wanted him to find grounds to file these charges. So she was given sweet, sweet love, and in order to get the charges filed, so that she could further her political career. But, but their evidence is cash. Yeah. Well, no, their evidence is also that they they went on these trips together. But them. they didn't. Have, but they admitted to the trips. Yeah.
1: They were having an affair. Of course, they went on trips. Yeah. yeah.
0: You can't do that at home. Anyway, go.
1: I don't know why we're talking about it. It's weird. I
0: don't. Whatever. Yeah. So, um, let's so just was avoided. Um, it seems like Speaker Johnson's finally figuring out, oh, like, I got to be a big boy leader now. And he's, he, he, mm. he doesn't have the votes in his, in his conference to do it, unfortunately, but he's, he's, it seems like he's figured that and is at least trying.
2: Well, good. Send aid to Ukraine.
0: Now, I will say this the T's and peace. They, they, they they had a they had a committee, a conference meeting, caucus meeting, and you had Bob Good and Massey being like, We need a year we need a year-long CR, which is not gonna pass the Senate or be signed. Um, and then you had Chip Roy and his bunch being, mm-hmm. like, being like, well we need border security. Don't get me started
2: on that. It's, the Senate did everything a, the Senate laid what, it on the, the golden platter for them.
0: These people don't understand legislation they either don't or they don't care. These what you're proposing is not gonna pass. Why the fuck are you proposing it? Like it's like I, I would I would I would love the you know have a bill that just it says Trey Watson gets a billion dollars. I want Did Jerry's
2: restaurants back in every every uh, small town city, and I want Bojangles everywhere.
0: It is bow time. Correct. It should be bow time everywhere. I
2: want that legislation
1: stat. Yes. I, I think we've gotten away from a position where um, you know America was founded on compromises, right? Yes. Like that's what democracy is founded on, and and if everybody is unhappy, then you're probably in the right. Spot. Correct. Right? Like, that's how you know you got a good bill. It's like everybody got something and everybody's a little bit unhappy. And I think we've gone from that to just this, I will get everything I want or I will not vote for it. And... At the detriment of other people. No, but I mean,
0: I mean, that's society. Like that's why that's why we have. It used to be that. That's why I have prescription drug problems. It's I'm getting old and achy. I shouldn't be achy. You're old. That's what happens. to Old people. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: it's... it's,
2: I'm 45. My knee gets stiff when the weather changes. Like I mean, I have
1: arthritis in my foot. I'm having operated on in three weeks. My shoulders and I have wrinkles in my forehead. And I'm 37. You know what? It's fucking fine. Uh, yeah. Ooh,
2: spicy Abby has entered.
1: Spicy Abby. So, Well, um, you, you set the stage. But, what point. I do? <laughs> We've already discussed it.
0: Oh, my God. Uh, IVF bill in the U.S. Senate got blocked by Cindy Hyde Pierce, so I guess was just back at her, her her Supreme Court's play in Alabama. Uh, although Alabama, the Alabama legislature is very yeah. quickly moving a bill to reverse what the Supreme Court did uh, down there. So... Yeah, you know, we'll see what happens there, uh, Jared. I know you have you have a so for, I'm sure the bulk of our listeners to this podcast have donated at one time or another to a political campaign. Many of you are regular donors to campaigns, and I, I often say the most abused people in America are single issue voters. Maybe the second most abused are regu- regular campaign donors, <laughs> and I think, <laughs> so this, I think Jared had the experience. I think Jared had an experience this week to to back that up.
2: It's no secret that Morgan <laughs> McGarvey and I have been friends for a long time, and we.
0: we, we By the way, know. friends with me too. Yes, he's he, he, he an know. early podcast guest.
2: No, Congressman McGarvey is, is, a, is a dear friend, and. Um, he called me and he started his fundraising spiel and me, having spent at least a decade just doing nothing but fundraising in politics. I was like, what do you want, Morgan? How much is this call going to cost me? <laughs> and he goes, okay, okay. Jim Gray's hosting a fundraiser for, him, for me. Uh, we live like 500 feet from Jim Gray's house. Yeah. Uh, would you be a co-host along with your friend Adam Eadlin? I was like, of course. I'll max out to you. Not a problem. Uh, sounds good. And we had chit-chat about some other stuff and got off the call. I assumed somebody was going to send me the invite or that Commissioner Gray was going to call me and tell me when the event was and when I should show up. Um, It was funnier as I talked to Commissioner (laughs) Gray all day the day before. Who
1: still has your Blu-ray player, by the way. Correct.
2: I talked to Commissioner (laughs) Gray all day the day before. Uh, So this Tuesday – Session being session, everybody's very tired when they get home. I'm walking the dog. I'm wearing the Dark. I'm wearing the long-sleeve Vineyard Vines t-shirt I'm wearing right now and shorts because it was nice weather back then. And I walk by good Jim's house, and there's a fundraiser in full bloom, and Morgan's back is to the window, and I realize that I am walking the dog next to a fundraiser I am a co-host on <laughs> and should be at. So I bang on the window. Morgan turns around, and I just wave and say sorry. <laughs> and it kept on going on the dog walk. So uh, I, you know, it was uh, that's pretty interesting, pretty embarrassing. But I just I lived the moment and told Morgan. I explained to Morgan's session brain. He thought it was hilarious, and so uh, I just thought it was it a funny anecdote. Session
1: brain, no one invited you to your own fucking
2: fundraiser. <laughs> Thank you. I did not receive an invite to a fundraiser. I was co host on at a house 500 feet from our condo.
0: No, Jared, I only have one question here, which yep. is: Did Jim Gray give you your Blu-ray back?
2: No. Actually, I- <laughs> No, he didn't go. To the I probably should. Library. I probably should have gone home, put on a suit, and gone in and got my Blu-ray just,
0: player. Is yours or not? Just take it. Just, on the just whatever, whatever's hooked up to the, the <laughs> TV. Just start hooking like, wires and walk out. With it. We
1: all know it's not in there. We all know he was like, "Who no, the hell is a Blu-ray player anymore?" and donated it. Oh yeah, it's long gone.
2: <laughs> <laughs> along with the copy of one of our films, "Violent Separation," long gone.
0: Uh, then,
1: along with the
0: copy of one of our films, and I was like, "Oh, we back to Titusville." No,
1: "Violent <laughs> Separation." That might be the. From
0: the college girlfriend, I don't know. <laughs>
1: oh, I don't God. have one. I feel pretty attacked.
0: <laughs> um, Jared, UK, are they good or not? We're, I think we're so. we're fun? I can say that. <laughs> That's true. But uh, I would, I would recommend everybody go read the article on. Uh, on we on know the what athletic. our best
2: lineup is. Cal should play it nonstop.
0: The 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 uh, what do they call the death lineup? Yeah. Um, but I, I encourage everybody to go read read the uh, article on the uh, Athletic about Reed Shepard, and basically like you know that he's he's a freaking I like think Scott Padgett just interviewed with it. He said if he comes back next year, he's going to be like Michael Jordan and Muhammad Ali combined in that state.
2: Ooh, that's rough. But, uh, <laughs> but Reed Shepard is. Is obviously, he's now UK Basketball Royalty, and uh, thank you for hitting that ugly jumper to beat Mississippi State. Appreciate that. Made, made me a lot of money. Made, made me a lot of money, lot too. Of money. I needed that. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Um, uh, F one's back this weekend Bahrain Yay! Grand Prix.
0: Yeah, if, you're, if, I if, that. if anyone, I think Adam Haley is looking for more people to join his F one fantasy league.
2: Adam, you need to tell me how to work this league. I don't understand it. There's no app, so I need I need guidance <laughs> on how to how to work this league.
0: Um, for the like eight or nine of you who texted me the uh, S N L skit from this weekend,
2: about, uh, hat tip to Representative <laughs> Derek Lewis. He sent he
0: texted it directly to me. He sent it to me as well. <laughs> 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 Adam Haley and some others. Oh, <laughs> If you haven't seen it, say uh, uh, SNL S&O clip. Uh, it's a commercial for uh, like Rock Bottom King, <laughs> with ga- ga- gambling on when you're gambling on when your gambling addicted friends are going to hit rock bottom and and what they and what they're going to do when they get there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I'll say I, I've not watched the whole SNL yet. but I've seen a couple of skits. Uh, the one this weekend also with the with the. The high school reunion with Forrest Gump was was funny as hell.
2: This like, season's been pretty good. What's what Forrest been up to? Oh, I was used
0: to live with Mama. <laughs> like, uh, he's actually like a billionaire now. Yeah. <laughs> he's, like, what? he's like, you got any friends? i like, my best friend, Bubba. He's like, where's Bubba? Did I was like, no, he died in Vietnam. The, name. <laughs> like, oh, thank, the, thank
2: the Nate was- as George Washington to kick off the, the season was, was, was probably my favorite still.
0: This 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 was a good, one. of course. It's the controversial one because it was Shane Gillis, who had was, literally was hired for three days before some podcast that he had been on surfaced, where he would said some uh, racist, anti Asian, and anti gay things. But here is the problem: you're a comedian, like your job is to say shocking things.
2: They get they get a lot of latitude. I give comedians yeah. an yeah. extreme amount of latitude.
0: I think I think this this was a situation where Bowen Yang specifically was mad about some things he said. Okay. And they, they they anyway. We have oh, to, be
2: real, able to laugh about our differences. Real quick, hat tip to uh, Louisville's uh, first responders saving a woman from literally nightmare oh, yeah. fuel, yes. dangling off the bridge in her semi truck with the cab all the way hanging Speedy in the air.
1: Stereotypes.
2: I'm sorry, go, is a woman driver. Is that what you're it saying? Was a
1: woman driver on the semi. <laughs> Ohio
0: <laughs> plates,
2: baby. Has to be Ohio <laughs> plates, no doubt. But hat tip to Louisville first responders. Good job. Uh, and yeah, I never some went,
1: person rappelled off that bridge to go get this lady out of the cab of the Simpsons, I mean, it was
2: like Superman or Spider-Man. Bridge.
1: Like, if that truck had fallen through the cracks, that person would have drowned. So, pretty cool. I
2: but, would have died of a heart attack just dangling in there.
1: I would have too. But
0: yeah. By the n- news coming out during the podcast, the CDC has rescinded the five-day uh, five day quarantine period on oh, COVID. yeah.
1: They're like you should basically expect to get it like the flu.
0: Yeah, Co- like, COVID's the flu now. They, yeah, yeah. they've now classified it. What's, what's frankly well, well we, we 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 said all along what's gonna what, what happens with these diseases is they they mutate and they mutate and they mutate because guess what a disease doesn't want to do kill its, its host. Yeah, yeah. When, when, if a disease kills its host, the disease dies. It's because remember, COVID's a living thing. Like it's a, it's it, it, it's a it's a it's living virus. virus. It doesn't want to yeah. kill its host. And so it's you know, it, it's finally we're getting to a mutation point with it to where it's it's survivable like the flu. Well that
2: and there's everybody's pretty much got at least the two some vaccines. Kind of hurt some immune kind, immune. kind of herd immunity. Some kind yeah. of herd immunity or vaccination. But, but, but I didn't yeah. get the
1: last shot because they make me so sick I can't like I don't have three days to be down. I
2: never had any problems with
1: them. And Jared of course got that. And last year we got the joint the flu
2: I, I and did the, COVID and it was hard. I did the joint this year. I had the flu shot. And my son had the flu, and we went to the NBA All Star Game together. Stayed in the same hotel room, and he was down for three days, and I was fine. So,
0: well, get your flu shot. Get your flu shot. Uh, I don't ever get the flu shot. Either. Anything else for we call it for the week?
2: I session is. I'm so busy with session, I have no gambling picks.
0: Uh, I haven't not. i have been doing pretty well actually. Uh, I, I've I've switched methods. I stopped betting directly on NBA games and I'm betting – uh, parlays on on individual stuff, and actually that that's that's, that, so- that's been a marked increase in my.
2: I want to complain about Pickett because I have price picks so I have a bunch of bonus money that I'm not spending as wisely as my actual money and it's affecting my picket <laughs>
0: it's, 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 it's affecting my losses. picket
2: daily total it's not fair that shouldn't count so I'm saying. <laughs>
0: I'm not on price picks uh, oh dude
2: 100 gets you hundred
0: um, I been I, I to say something last week um, and I apologize but I want, I want to thank the Kentucky county Attorneys Association for having me uh, oh, there come you speak good. Uh, and give a little speech about uh, about uh, uh, media training. Uh, the one thing I told him is, you know, the no, r- rules one through five are never lie to the press because you're done then, and they'll never believe another word you say. Uh, but it was it was a good time good time seeing those guys. I uh, got to see my good friend uh, Miles Holbrook, college uh, college class uh, not class. I went to college with him, and he actually Miles uh, worked for me on the Billy Harper campaign. Even though he was a Democrat. He worked for me in the Billy Harper primary. Uh, and he is now the county attorney in, in uh, Morgan County. All right. Uh, good, Really good dude. Um, and I think that's it for the week. I think so. Look forward to seeing everybody at the uh, Magistrates Commission Association.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, lunch next week. Looking forward to it. It's always a good time to be, be with those guys. a lot of, We've made a lot of friends in that group since I I've started, I've started speaking in that group five or six years ago doing – media training stuff, and uh, I think two years ago I had Shane uh, Nome and, and Matt Irwin with us to do uh, kind of a campaign training thing during one mm-hmm. of their meetings, so yeah. always good time being with those guys. Uh, they, they really make the counties tick. Yep. Uh, and uh, we'll be back next week in the th- another Stick Politics Weekly. If you get us on Apple Podcasts, give us a review and we'll see you next week.